How do we revolutionize cancer care? What innovations can solve global food scarcity? Can the next big leap in drug development come from a place you might not expect? These are the questions that drive us on New Wave, a podcast where curiosity meets life-changing science. In Nova Scotia, a new wave of pioneers are answering these questions, from reimagining how we treat the most daunting diseases to tackling the challenges of feeding a growing planet. Their stories are as inspiring as they are impactful. I'm Taylor McGilvery. Join me as we dive into these extraordinary narratives. We're not just talking about scientific breakthroughs. We're exploring how these advancements touch lives, reshape communities, and pave the way for a brighter future. Subscribe to New Wave on your favorite platform. Be part of a journey that takes you to the heart of innovation and shows how, in Nova Scotia, we're not just asking questions, we're finding answers. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, baby. Hello, my love. Uh, 
Did you like that? I liked that. You know what? I the well, lyrics come into my head, and I okay. No one knows what you liked. Okay. Well, well, they heard the same thing I heard. They did, which we don't usually do. That no, but we I usually think just we just hit the record. It helps me get in the mood. It kind of it was kind of cool, right? So you played the Emily Sorry song. Yeah, I basically, I, I have the episode already finished. We just have to record our segment here. So you started with the music. Yeah, it's, yeah. So it's actually, the, that track is is in the recording device that I'm using right now. And it's weird because I don't, it's, it's kind of fun. weird to admit to, but I don't actually listen to our podcast, like, after we release it. Oh, you don't? No. So it's weird for me <laughs> to hear the <clears throat> the theme song playing, and I, and this is what, I don't go out anymore, Monday to the store. And I have no idea if those are the lyrics or not, but that's what I, I sing in my head. I don't think it is Monday to the store. <laughs> no? I don't think. Should it is, ask. I don't go out anymore. Yeah. And then, what what do I what do I say? Because I sing it to myself in my head too. What do you but mine, I think mine's gibberish. Because I go, <laughs> I don't go out anymore. Monday to the star. Take <laughs> it on. It's I, my fault. fault. <laughs> I didn't want it anymore. Let's see if we can or find it. Like it's my fault. Sorry. Lyrics. It's uh, sorry with an e. Uh, S-O-R-R-E-Y. And it's just sorry. I don't think she has her lyrics up. No, a lot of... um, Do you remember when... Well, you probably don't because you're too young. But do you remember when you had to... I'm 30 in like two days. Came with the lyrics to a song in the booklet? Okay, do you remember... Do you remember when tapes came with the lyrics? I once got a tape from (laughs) my first girlfriend. She gave me a gift for my birthday. One of the best gifts I ever received of my life. Did she handwrite the lyrics? No, no. I well, we she did make me a mixtape. Yeah. Um, and and like handwrote the lyrics and stuff. Uh, but the the tape idea. that she got me, it was Tupacalypse Now" from Tupac. And uh, let me just get the track uh, list here for that. Oh. <laughs> What do you mean, get the track list for? Oh, you have... Number the- four. All right, so the track list for Tupacalypse Now. Number one, Young Black Male. Track two, Trapped. Track three, Soldier's Story. And track number four, and this is the track... Um, you that, started with track four. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I was going to go to track four. Okay. This is the reason. Okay. Track four is the reason why I was not allowed to keep that tape. Oh, okay. My mom took it from me when she found out that Joanna had bought, bought yeah. this for me and it's uh i don't give a fuck was joanna your first blowjob as well oh my god no no that was way too early no she was my first french kiss this is like great we're talking like grade five oh, french kiss yeah yeah you know it's weird Good when old joanna I, cameron i, I remember there listening. there's Hi, a joanna. phase i go through with every like <coughs> new boyfriend or new relationship where they tell me what they were doing sexually at like grade seven or grade five or grade six or grade seven or grade eight or drugs and i just get weirdly uncomfortable mm. like weirdly like intimidated because i was so sheltered yeah yeah i wasn't really that sheltered i was super sheltered you were i didn't up, have eh? a lot of independence i lived really remotely in the country and if i wanted to go anywhere i needed my parents to take me there so yeah i didn't right. and i wasn't allowed to go to parties with boys and well, look at you now. Look at me now. I went to a New Year's party. A happy New Year, baby. A happy New Year. Um, I haven't seen you since uh, you left. How was 
how have, has your first two days of the new year gone? Uh, it sucked. Well, the my my last the last week was kind of shit for me. Yeah, I got really bad strep throat right after Christmas, mm-hmm. and um, and it man strep throat is it's bad. So shitty. Oh my god! Imagine trying to suck a dick while you have strep throat. No, well, actually, I, it might be nice. It, it might be kind of like a lozenge. Be kind of nice, probably, and probably kind of nice for the dick too. Because my throat was closing up. Uh, it was like, it was, I, I, it was, I feel like that's, it was legitimately inflammation. closing. Like you it know was what? so swollen. I spent my New Year's <coughs> Eve uh, and like the day before and the day after with a doctor. Um, I was staying at his apartment. Yeah, that's right. And he was showing me photos on the internet of how they recognize strep throat because it's gross, eh? i was like jeremy doesn't the spots he they they swabbed him but they also just gave him a prescription and he had just come home he was he's an emerge doctor right. and he had just come home from a session at the hospital i guess they, they call it a shift and uh showed me all these he's like you wouldn't believe how many people i just diagnosed with strep throat yeah they they didn't even swab me i walked in doctor goes open your mouth I go, ah, he goes, strep throat, uh, amoxicillin three times a day. And it's like, like oh, massive okay. inflammation and swelling. And these like Plus spots, white, the white, white, like, like mucus. Yeah. Oh, baby, it's nasty. It looks like a little worm. It was nasty, baby. Yeah. It was so bad. So, so you went to, you went to Prince Edward Island with yeah. your lovely boyfriend mm-hmm. for, to celebrate New Year's three Eve. Nights. Yeah. I was stuck here, um, in bed. I, I actually, I was just telling you. I crushed Fargo yeah. on Netflix. Listen, everybody out there listening to Turn Is Me On podcast, sexy? if you love Turn Me On podcast, you're gonna love Fargo. <laughs> Let me tell you, uh, it's it's one of the best shows I've ever watched. So I was crushing Fargo, and I looked in the mirror about like day two or day three of Fargo or of strep throat of strep throat, and I opened my mouth and said ah, and I gagged at both the sight. And the feeling of the back of my throat. Uh-huh. It was horrible. Becca took really good care of me. That's she good. was nurse Becca stepped in yeah. and was being very nurse like and nursey and nurseful. Mm-hmm. And it was because uh, I was texting you like I feel like quite a bit up to the countdown and all that stuff. And yeah. I was, you know, it's a hard thing to be away from you one when you're sick. And also like, well, last New Year's Eve, I was sick. Last New That's Year's right. Eve, you and I had plans. You and Becca were just starting a relationship, and I hadn't met my fella yet. And uh, we, I, we had plans, and then I was really sick, and I was like, you know what? You go out, and you're like, Becca's going to be so happy, and you guys went out. And I remember I went out to the street to the car as you were getting in, and she was really happy about that. Mm-hmm. And this was all very new in your relationship, but that was me last year. I, yeah. I spent it alone here. Yeah. And uh, and just being like very reflective. Now, I'm pretty good at being alone and, and reflective. I'm really great at being alone, too, if I'm expecting it. Right. You know? Like, for how long do you have to be expecting it? Well, no, like, no, no, no. Like, uh, like I, I don't like being alone when it's sprung upon me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like thinking that there's plans. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, those plans being like, no, they're not happening. And then... Right. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. like, lone, alone time. Yeah. Um, although I don't know, maybe that's different now because my, my, I've re-sparked my love for binging, yeah, binging television and I played a fuckload of video games. I'm really getting back into my swing 
it's winter time though too so it's yeah. it's it's natural but yeah i alone time is and you know what fine not, and dandy not a bad time for you to get sick either because you had christmas yeah and then it's always new year's and then it's your birthday the yeah, next and, week and yeah, that's and this, a trifecta it is and it's a really important birthday and i don't want to be sick for it no so. and you're not going to be sick for it and it's yeah. going to be a really nice day It'll be and, great yeah yeah. Um, so, okay. So it's the new year. It's mm-hmm. 2018. What? We're almost at 2020, babe. It's crazy. Um, do you That's ha- the year I'm going to get laser eye surgery. Oh, great. It, oh. Well, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's oh, like serious and also... And yeah, that's my goal. That's my New Year's resolution. <laughs> right. 2020, I'm going to have 2020 vision. Well, speaking of New Year's resolutions, I had this little question I wanted to ask you. What is your sexual new year's resolution for 2018 okay or do I don't you have, have one? one you don't i didn't have one but as you said that the first thing that popped in my mind was obviously to be rid of bv forever and ever amen hey man um which i'm working on sorry i said hey man i meant amen <laughs> yeah i like hey man better. hey man <laughs> that's what i'm gonna say next time <laughs> yeah forever and ever hey man hey man uh, <laughs> <laughs> um you know what? It's it's a funny thing to be a year into a new relationship and being like, okay, so now we've gotten to this groove where it's like, if I try something new in bed, it's not like, hey, she's so kinky. It's like, she's trying something new. Like, it's obvious. It wasn't in my repertoire before. Um, but actually, actually, I do have one, and it's it's to pick up the uh, book the bo- the books on tantric sex and start thinking about that a little bit more like for real yeah for real yeah, okay okay, okay, Not okay. Like hold on the tantric joy of sex tantric sex or tantra tantra well tantra like, as a philosophy interests a, me very much yeah i think i'm a pretty sensual person i think i'm really sensitive and i'm really affected by my senses and i'm sensitive to my environment and just so we're clear i don't know very much at all about the practice can you look up the tantra sure um i think i think uh for me what i think it is is like the practice of experiencing life more sensually so more with your senses and when i read that thing that um our fans sent us about um the sexology or sex sextrology it said that my sign pisces likes to live in a bit of an escapist lifestyle and i think there's something that really rang true about that and when i'm surrounded by things that are beautiful whether they're beautiful by touch by smell by feeling by sound i am peaceful and happy and i understand you need the ugly to appreciate the beautiful but i think that the practice of tantra has a lot to do with like amplifying your senses so it's not necessarily a sexual thing but with tantric sex or tantric love making i believe my understanding is like a little more about the sensations with a little less focus on the end goal of like the orgasm is that's my interpretation of it right. but i don't know what's going to happen when i when i start looking at books well what's what's funny is uh, I, I i was like all right i want to avoid tantric sex because i i know that there's like a difference so i put the practice of tan- tantra and the very first thing that comes up is tantric sex is an ancient hindu practice <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing but from what i can tell what does it mean to be tantric 
definition of Tantra, one of the later Hindu or Buddhist scriptures dealing especially with techniques and rituals, including meditative and sexual practices. So... It's I, a, that's how I it's, it's a, a practice edging. yeah it's a, is when I think about tantric sex I think it's like of you think of, of edging. edging like Ooh. coming to the brink of orgasm and backing off yeah. and which is really funny Isn't there like a thing where it's like you don't want to release your your energy. energy you don't want to blast your energy out no, you want to keep the energy keep in keep it in and move it around <coughs> and do really magical things with it which I think there there's probably something too mm. yeah cool okay well, yeah. that's a hey what about you that's a good you, you like you, that? Yeah, you actually surprised you. Surprised me there. It was really good. Well, you know what? After like six that. years of marriage and nine <laughs> years of being together, it's nice to surprise you. Yeah, yeah. Once in a while, <laughs> um, I don't think mine's going to surprise you at all. But um, uh, I, I just need more anal. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, <laughs> okay. kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. 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 <laughs> <laughs> You're, I wish the audience could see your body language during that because it was so emphatic. <laughs> That's what makes our live show so fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I I think my my New Year's resolution, my sexual New Year's resolution, I want to do something this year, or I want to do more things this year sexually that make me laugh. The moment after it happens. Okay. And and this has happened a number of times in my life. A number of times. Um, w- very specific situations where, where something happens. And I am just so like in awe. So shocked. So like elated. So... Um, pleased, pleased, or <laughs> yeah, or so, yeah, like so something, so just like get my thesaurus. Bl- yes, please. Uh, <laughs> that I I can't help but just burst into laughter, mm-hmm. and uh, so I want to do more of that this year. Like, like one time <laughs> I got a blowjob in a graveyard at, that- at the foot of a grave. And when it was done, I started laughing so hard because it was just like, this is crazy. This is, this is, this is kind of crazy. And because it amused you? It amused the fuck out of me. Yeah. Are you, the, Were you a little charmed by I was it? a little charmed, yeah. Were you cheered? Yeah, absolutely. Were you, but would you, would you say you were enchanted by it? You know it. Did it fill the bill? It f- <laughs> fill the bill? Did it hit the spot? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Did it make the grade? Babe. I want to be tickled pink. Did it sweep you off your feet? <laughs> Did it titillate you? Okay. Um, what I really want to know did it is whether it went over big. Is, is that in there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, she went over big. <laughs> well, um, I love that kill is on there with an asterisk, but there's no, like, I'm scrolling down, <laughs> I'm looking for the asterisk, like, the caveat... What does the asterisk mean? And it's not there. Oh well. Kill like ki- like. Did it kill ya? Did it kill ya? Did it wow ya? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, that's interesting. Was the graveyard by our house? Uh no. Good because I walked the dog there. And no, just... different graveyard. Oh, okay. Uh yeah. Well, we can go into details after. Okay, great. So, um. Not, not the well, place. uh, is this an appropriate time 
to segue to our episode? I think so. Okay, yeah. great. Because my New Year's Eve was spent with this lady. Oh, sweet. Yes. She uh, rocked the curling club of Charlottetown uh, with uh, her band, the Motones. They're a Motown band. And I don't know what I was expecting. I personally have never been to the Charlottetown club. And I went there. It was like being in someone's living room. It was pretty slow when we got there maybe like 40 50 people but it bumped up to about a hundred and uh when this gal started singing r-e-s-p-c-t oh my god it brought me to the dance floor and i'd never left she uh she brought the house down there yeah and she definitely brought the house down here yeah when we recorded with her aka on pei uh we know you guys are gonna love her to death as much as we did so without further ado enjoy this beautiful lady she's a powerhouse we'll see you all on the other side happy new year Once again. Four months later. Oh, Four yeah. months later. So oh the Can funny I thing also is- say, too, that you uh, are one of, you, when we first uh, brainchilded this um, podcast, podcast together, yeah. like a month and a half or a year and a half ago, two years ago, maybe, you were on the original dream list. Yeah. Amazing. One of the original guests that oh, we were that. hoping to, to mm-hmm. sit down and chat with. Um, and we did it once. We did. We sat down in our home recording studio, which we are not in right now. Nope. Currently, we are in Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island. Brady's one of the sexiest places grounds. I've ever been. Yeah, it's a pretty mm. sexy place. That's <laughs> why so I didn't marry an island girl for nothing. You know? <laughs> uh, and uh, and but we were in our recording studio back home a few months ago, and we were recording. And in the middle of it, actually, like five minutes in. Uh, Saddest Jer moment. Poured yeah, beer all over his silly. fucking laptop. Yeah, and crashed and lost everything. Lost a couple episodes mm-hmm. actually in the in the uh, process. Mm-hmm. But we knew for a fact that we were not going to let that end this conversation. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's fucking happening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Maria's in the house, <laughs> wearing a bitch in uh, fur. Vest looks like you look like you. This looks like something Cruella Deville. Is it Cruella or Cruella? Cruella. 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 Yeah, it is very Cruella. But it's vintage, it's secondhand. Obviously, it's ethical and it's awesome and practical. Yeah, if you see Maria, don't throw a big old fucking bucket of red paint on her or nothing like that. I do get a. a, I wear it everywhere. I would too. It's my new. It's my winter look. Have you have you fucked in it? I have not. Well, <laughs> what oh are you waiting for? I haven't worn it everywhere. <laughs> I have worn it even in bed, but no, I haven't fucked in it. I need to f- flip it around, get this fur right next to my skin. Very do other people do that? Do that? That's the thing that I oh, that I that. consider is like clothes that I've fucked in and clothes that I haven't fucked in. 
Oh, I don't usually fucking close. Well, the vest that I was telling you about. I don't usually about, fucking close, but sometimes yeah. it calls for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. you, you know, know what I do like fucking in clothing wise? A good sock about it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a high yeah. sock, mm-hmm. a nice like a thick wool Keep your toes so nice and toasty. It's also sexy. Ah, uh, it's very sexy. Yeah, socks, just like high socks, knee highs over or the something, knee. nothing yeah. else. Ugh, Crazy. Yeah. that shit. I'm not opposed yeah. to like, uh, like a. I I bought this from Stanfields. It's like this uh silk undershirt. It's basically what you would call a wife beater, but it's like silk and you. It's pink and mm. you and see through and you can see like singlet. your nipples. Also, singlet. Yeah. singlet. That's, That's a much better name. Yeah. Super We're going to take yeah. the, the term wife beater off the table off of the table. our culture Thank and you. turn it into a singlet. Yes. Yeah, I was just calling it a it tank. Is it still called a singlet sure a when a man wears also... it? Because I find I that the, so. one of the sexiest things on a man's body. Oh, a nice. tank top? A, a, a singlet. It's a like s- an undershirt. Yeah, I, I know what a singlet is. You know what else is called a singlet? Uh, any kind of shirt that you wear at, in a race. So paddling, oh, we'd wear singlets. Yeah, yeah, I like a that. Pinny? Although when you a put pinny. a number on it, it's a little, it's a little too functional. I need it to be a little mm. bit. Right. Or I just you don't look to like s- you're crossing the finish line. No, no. Right. I just want it. I want to see some nipples coming out. Um, so, so rewind back four months ago before this uh, beer mishap all over the laptop. What were we... We were talking about a whole bunch of... We stopped recording, and then we basically just fucking had an episode, mm-hmm. just the three of us in our living room. But uh, what were we talking... Maria, you're like... You are you are a... You know, when I think about Charlottetown and I think about sex, you're the first thing that comes to my mind. Oh, wow. Not because we have had sex in Charlottetown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've only had sex with Bridie in Charlottetown. <laughs> And uh, you've never had sex with Maria. No, I, yes, and never. We have never had sex. <laughs> we have never had sex, <laughs> no. that's true. Uh, but I remember one time when we were living here, you threw a, a bitchin' party, and it was, like a, it was like an art exhibit slash interactive party, <gasps> sur- and the theme was sex. Yeah. And actually, I took part in that art Exhibit, Bridie, you weren't here. Actually, you were. Was you were, I not? No, you weren't. I was. I, I saw the screening of the filming that you, you were, were here for about. the party. You were I here was for the party. But you weren't, weren't here. recorded for the same piece that you were in, Jeremy. You were in Jenna's piece. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So there was this little thing that I shot with our friend Jenna McMillan, who's a lovely filmmaker that uh, is from here. And uh, it's actually, it's on our Instagram. If you scroll all the way down, like almost to the very bottom of our Instagram, you can see it. The thumbnail is just like my head in a black background. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about polyamory. Mm. And it was it was so nice to like sit with Jenna in this small fucking closet in, I think, yeah, your apartment. Yeah, our pantry. Like, yeah, in your <laughs> pantry. And we shot this lovely little thing. And then they also did a piece with Kinley and... Uh, I think, did you have a piece in there? Or? Uh, I did. There was a whole bunch uh, of people. And my sister, I believe, had yeah. one. And, yeah, and there were the, basically these like interviews, just, just a, a talking head. Mm-hmm. And they all had a different theme. And it was... It, anyway, I'm, I'm getting off topic here. That party, that, that exhibit, that sex show was so much fun. And I feel like people that... I feel like people that went not knowing what to expect left that night going that was fucking rad it was and a charlottetown needs party. way more of that mm-hmm. cool yeah i felt that vibe too it was uh 
it was so interesting to put together. We had probably eight different artists or something come together. We had photography, film, installation. Uh, we had we actually turned the bar that night in the space. Uh, Russell Lauder, an artist from Charlottetown, yeah. had turned the space into. We wanted it to be a queer safe space. Uh, for the night because in Charlottetown it doesn't currently exist. We have no gay bars. Mm-hmm. We don't have any designated uh, LGBT plus spaces. And so we wanted to draw attention to that by creating this space that was just that. And Russell named it the Glory Hole. Do you remember the Glory Hole? Yes. I, like, mm-hmm. I Getting Russell on the show, by the way, is also a huge... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Russell actually did one of the videos with you, Jeremy. And That's you right. can see them on... You can see them on my website. Right on. Uh, Mezzoart.com. Sexperience tab. Sexperience. That it was, was the Charlottetown Sexperience. M-E-T-S-O? No. M-E-Z-Z-O-A-R-T. M-E-Z-Z-O-A-R-T. Mezzo. Thank you. Mezzo. Yeah. Yeah. Go check those out because they're really they're really fucking neat. What? Why did you? What? What was the the purpose of that show? Because you kind of touched like you just mentioned that there's not a lot of LGBTQ safe spaces for people here in Charlottetown. Charlottetown's a little bit PEI in general. mm -hmm. Always a little bit behind and yes. i think it is just because of the smaller They've population away from the mainland communication <laughs> <Yeah>. is <laughs> that's right yeah we have a bridge yeah. and a ferry it's really hard to wire yeah. you guys over that <laughs> yeah. over water there <laughs> um is was that the purpose of the show just to kind of make a bit of noise exactly. around sex and and uh, sexuality and gender yeah to make noise on both ends the sex positive side of things where we had um some some exhibits that were relating to certain individuals either like just feeling themselves or sorting out um different types of relationships sexual relationships things like that uh, but then we also on the sex positive side of things held a grindathon dance at the end of the night <laughs> so we got filthy and took like every like filthy grindy banger that you can come up with on a playlist and interjected it with tips on how to ask for and how to give consent on a dance floor and oh, cool. in your sexual life so to be like uh Oh, yeah, something like, say, you're setting up uh, a tune that the DJ's got up next, and you're kind of like, okay, uh, to know your boundaries with someone, you need to explore yourself and know what you like and don't like before you get into a situation so that you can communicate effectively, also known as, and then you hit play on Beyonce's Feel Myself, and everyone's Ah. like, what? Ah, Yeah, nice, sweet. Then you just weave it in throughout the night. And uh, it was really fun. And it was cool to be almost informative or educational in a way that was well-received because you're all grooving and having Mm -hmm. a time. And seeing people be consensual on a dance floor is strangely rare. There are so many times that I've been on a dance floor where I'm like, that was not, I didn't know. There's grabbing and forcing yourself on me or sneaking around behind me and all this stuff that which is what led to this grindathon and mm-hmm. uh, those experiences. Uh, 
Yeah, it, it was kind of the need in Charlottetown to see both the sex positive side of things and to open the conversation for the fact that there's a whole also slew of negative things that happen in sexuality based in a small town where we don't talk about things as readily. It's crazy too because it's because it's so small. There's no anonymity. Here. No, yeah, so no, people not a fucking thing. Here. You know, it's totally. not like you're having these experiences and nobody knows about them like everybody knows about everybody them. yeah and your sexual experiences are so interwoven into your professional life you're like it's the person that you meet at the bar is likely related to the person you yeah. went home with last night or your boss or uh, there's just so many connections i remember just only living here for the summer and being on tinder and swiping away and being like Oh man! I feel, you run out of I people feel, so quick. Oh, yeah. yeah, you swipe three times and it's over. <laughs> and in those three swipes, it's like this dilemma of like, do I do I let them know that this could oh, be a thing? Because like, if I do, it could just ruffle the whole island. Yeah, you know, like the whole island could just lose their fucking mind. Yeah, it is. It is very and he, like that's an outsider speaking. So like, I can't even fucking imagine what it's like mm. living here. You know what I mean? And and growing up here. That's the challenge with any sort of poly relationships too in Charlottetown is that like there's got to be a whole bunch of rules about who is off base and who is in the pool Yeah, Mm -hmm. because you have so many connections and I don't necessarily want to show up for a meeting with like something to do with my professional With your boyfriend life. and your boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, whoops. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, (laughs) because that's something that could very well happen. Yeah. Are you in a poly relationship right now? <laughs> yeah. 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 We kind of come in and out of poly sometimes where uh, we have different, we check in every couple months and have different boundaries and ideas each time. Yeah. And okay. Interesting. Curious to know because it's not super often that we get to talk to people who are poly. Yeah. And everybody does it so differently. Mm. Um, what, what, and we, you know, the, well, Last week's episode, which won't be last week by the time this comes out, we talked specifically about our um, at Bridie and I's uh, contract that we whipped up in the beginning of our relationship. Yeah. How does it... awesome <clears throat> to listen to. I loved that. Oh, cool. Sweet. I actually, before, like four months ago or whatever, when we were going to do this, wanted to dissect all of the systems that you've explored. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, okay. Because it fascinates me that... Each relationship is so fucking unique. So unique. And like, there's nothing in my past poly relationships that, I mean, they lend notions to the current ones in certain ways, but they don't relate fully in. Well, Beckett, so my girlfriend Becca and I just started opening things up. And again, it's so different than Mm. the way that we did things. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, it it won't be the same. It just Mm -hmm. can't really be the same because. Every relationship is so fucking unique, you know, like exactly. everyone, everyone's experience in every single relationship is vastly different. But um, I, you said that you guys kind of come around every couple of months and revamp your, you know, expectations yeah. or rules or whatever. Is that a, is that a conscious thing that you, you do like, oh, it's, oh, it's it? March 2nd. Mm-hmm. We, we, we're Not time to sit down now. No, it's usually like a every few weeks or something if we feel like we haven't had much time to 
kind of connect and just chat about where we're at, then we'll notice that it's time for a check-in. So it usually happens organic, every yeah organic thing. It it happens to to occur usually every couple months, right? At the latest, if it's, not, it's funny regularly. too because my takeaway from our last uh, conversation was how in tune you are with your own like schedule and routine yeah. around your yeah. cycle and stuff. So mm-hmm. when you say it's, it happens every couple months, I'm like, yeah, it probably happens every couple months. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. Uh, is it something that comes up more when someone decides to explore outside the relationship? Yeah, when when there's a change in circumstance, something like I moved to Halifax this summer. So I was in Halifax for three months or something, and he was in PEI. And so we decided that it's kind of like... I believe any- it's on PEI. I'm sorry. Oh, you're, right. you're absolutely yeah. right. It is on <laughs> PEI. My mistake. I was getting ruffled. Yeah, Yeah. no, you're absolutely right. (laughs) Rookie error. Sorry if I could totally Um, cut you off there. Yeah, but we kind of, uh, for the summer, had been like, okay, well, anything goes. And certain times we like to be let in on that, other times not. It's like, Mm -hmm. you do you, and I don't need to know because I just don't need to know. It's not going to affect us so long as you have, like, just... uh, glowing ball of respect for me in those circumstances and vice versa and we know that charlottetown's a small space so we're not to kind of impede on each other's circles and Mm -hmm. networks and just be totally respectful in the choice of person be mindful as opposed to just allowing something to happen that you haven't considered beyond just meeting someone at a bar or something. Mm. Um, But then, yeah, there are times when I like a report back. I like to know what's going on. Um, I think, too, because I've got a lot of circles in Charlottetown and they're all kind of connected to each other somehow. And just to make sure that I know what is going on in my own life and the extensions of my life, Mm -hmm. uh, I like to know what's up. But um, he doesn't necessarily like to know what's up. And he just doesn't like to hear about it. And so I can keep that to myself. But that was this summer. And then things shifted. Um, When we got back, now we're like, yeah, make out with other people if you want. Tell us if you want or not. But maybe just like keep it to a make out at this point. Because we're just Mm -hmm. trying to figure out where, I mean, we've been together for a year and a couple months. And we just started calling each other like maybe boyfriend maybe girlfriend like we're actually dating now in like the last three months i think but all of our friends are like you idiots you've been fully obsessed (laughs) with each other for like a year and a bit yeah like yeah we have been but we didn't need those labels until sort of recently and now we're like okay now that we have weird labels because the world does that to you what are we gonna do within that Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It's right. really interesting. Interesting, I, scary, fun, ugh, like it's all it's of that stuff. The best way yeah. to check your ego is Holy get fuck, in a fucking right? polyamorous oh relationship. Yeah. God. I Seriously. Think I, saying, I think I was saying that the other day. Like it is it is the best way mm. to just like and to learn make your ego non possessiveness. Oh yeah. All of these like wonderful things that I've learned yeah. from having to just straight up face like Okay, so then you gave her a massage. Uh-huh. Then, yeah, okay. And then you guys talked yeah. about it. Okay. Then, or like whatever it is. And you're kind of in that moment. I'm like, okay, that brought you some element of joy. Yeah. And I understand that like this conversation, I've had conversations with sex, about sex with a ton of people. This conversation that we're having 
is informed by other conversations that I've had, but they're totally separate. The conversations that I have with people, this is our conversation and however many listeners you have, obviously. But uh, Uh, 10. (laughs) All 10 of you. Million, 10 million. Joe Rogan. We just just surpassed Joe Rogan, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. And uh, yeah, and the conversations I have with other people uh, don't need to, they don't, it doesn't need to be Mm -hmm. one big, I don't know, I don't kind of lost my train of thought there conversations in kind of relation to relationships in that the relationship if i'm making out with jeremy it doesn't have to affect my making out with Brady. yeah mm. like which the is two so are, easy to grasp when you're like well i have 10 very close girlfriends and all of them bring out something completely different in me yes. and all of those relationships are equally important to me and none of those relationships interfere with any of the other relationships exactly mm-hmm. but it's once like sex is involved and i really think this is a societal thing and a conditioned thing is like we need to be safe and protected societal and have or some- biological like because just coming back to Christopher Ryan's work in in uh, Sex at Dawn, I I wouldn't be surprised if it was if it was pretty deeply rooted within biological. But it doesn't. Issue. Not all humans experience this equally. So biologically, true. But most humans do. In a right, be- jealousy is is a is a thing that most humans feel when. Uh, how do how do most people get jealous with their partner? Like, how does jealousy pre- like prevail when when we're, when you're talking about like a significant other? Most of the time, it has to do with somebody else, right? And so that is like a I think that's I think it's just our our biological hardwiring of going. I had to like, read that whoa, 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 This is my this is like my my woman that I'm going to bear seed with and create a child. Or whoa, whoa, whoa this is my you know, and talking talking through the language of like men and women, this is my man who is offering me protection and and bringing me. But my understanding <laughs> from Christopher when Ryan, I'm saying that, I'm like, God, he sounds so sexist, Jeremy. <laughs> shut the fuck up. But my understanding of that from Christopher Ryan was that that only came to be when land possession became a thing because before right. that, it was beneficial for ten different men to right, possibly exactly. be the father sure, of my baby. Right. Because then all right. ten men are going to take care. Okay, of Okay, sure, but is that societal? Is that child? societal? The the, uh, the like the the agriculture becoming a thing and, and being possessive and having a home like is that society or is that just the way we evolved well I don't I know I think biology I if and I mean like this could be totally off but yeah, I've read before that bro men, science here yeah bro science here we go so <laughs> men or yeah male bodies uh, because you can impregnate a million women if yeah. you choose to have more uh, it's like there's more interest in quantity of individuals whereas women because you only have one chance of getting pregnant i've at least heard that they then desire kind of more information and knowledge about this one individual Mm. and kind of hone in and Mm. make sure that they're appropriate before you're like you only get one chance a month Mm. so it's like am i gonna give it up to this guy right now or am i gonna find someone who might be able to take care of a baby if that happens i don't know but i think you're 100 percent right with society because realistically especially with women we put our whole culture tells us that our value lies in our appearance 
like 99% of the time and our sex, our value Ooh. and our worth is in our sex and our appearance, which is totally fucked up as a woman and takes you a whole lot of years to come out of that conditioning once you start to work on recognize it. It, it takes for a long time. Yeah, it's wild. It's and uh, yeah, and I feel like that's something that in relationships we see if someone, if back in the day before I experienced or before I explored polyamory would have felt a absolute pit in my gut if I heard my boyfriend say that someone else was really hot or that they wanted mm. to get with them or something like this it'd be like okay wait am I not really hot or do you like is that a preference am I should I be more like them what do they give you that I can't and now I'm like yeah of course they can give you something that I can't because I'm only one fucking human yeah I'm yeah, only right. one human being yeah. and I'm like really working at it i'm giving it my all but there's no way that i can bring one other human all the satisfactions that they deserve or desire and i think recognizing that is what allows the jealousy to not eat me alive yeah huge step right yeah like to take that step in recognizing that uh i know that was a big part of our like launch into polyamory was was making that realization that like okay and actually Brady I think you worded it this way but you were like I have 10 different friends and each of those friends give me something very specific and if I'm feeling in this particular way where I need a shoulder to cry on or whatever I don't I go, to, go to camping. I don't go to 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 or 9 I go to friend 10 because I know that friend 10 is the one that I've always gone to and they give me that the other ones, they don't give me that. And there's nothing that doesn't change the way that I feel about the other nine friends. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Like we, you know. We, we need 10 friends. And, <laughs> and you know, realizing it once we found found relationships in other people, it's like, okay, yeah, I get things from Becca that I don't get from you. And you get things from me that you don't get from your boyfriend and mm-hmm. so on and so on. So yeah. it is it is one of those, but it's that leap, that hurdle mm. It's a big one. Oh, it's a big, it's a big undoing yeah. of, and there's not a lot of examples like out there where you can look at and go like, who do I look for for guidance? And who, what do I look for mm. for inspiration here? Mm-hmm. Because I, as much as I can intellectualize at this, I still am a victim to these feelings. Emotions. Like all yeah. these chemical things happening in my body that I then have to go and sit with and mm-hmm. process and deal with my own ego all the time. Mm-hmm. But emotion, and it's exhausting. It is exhausting. It is. But if you commit to if you commit to the work, those emotions uh, they change, they alter, they evolve. Like I don't. I'm sure they're changing. Yeah. I'm sure they're morphing, yeah, evolving. 100%. Like, I don't, like, the word jealousy, when I think about jealousy in you now compared to jealousy and you three years ago, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Two different fucking universes. Yeah. You know? It's a crazy thing. I heard it something is. really beautiful the other day of a friend. It was me singing in the friend. shower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. It was that. It's so beautiful when you do that. You know how much I love it. I wish you would whistle more because I was, <laughs> I was um, fucking. Where was I today? I was whistling today, yeah. right behind some woman. We were in the. Uh, oh fuck! Where give were us we? A tune. 
No way. No. Yeah, oh my god, where did we go? We went into the remember. grocery store. Oh, it was in the fucking butcher and I was wrestling in front of that woman and then I went, oh, no, this Stop. woman does not like this and Bridie <laughs> for sure hates it. Hilarious. Uh this woman recently said not to me, I heard this through my sister, that we're talking about getting disappointed in people. Mm. And her I don't want to say her name in case she wants to remain anonymous but a family member a friend of mine was saying that it's wild that we appoint these people as guardians of our heart or trust or any of these things and then they become they disappoint they disappoint in in our eyes and it's and she was like why can't we why don't we just be sovereign and I thought that was a really like powerful thing and something that I've experienced more in a polyamorous relationship, which might seem really uh, counterintuitive to hear or to say is like some of the loneliest moments I've had are now that I have multiple relationships. And there's also something really empowering about that because I think at the end of the day, the, you know, this is something I've read too, is like the only person you're in relationship with for your whole life is yourself so Mm -hmm. you better have a good relationship to you and like the company that you keep you're alone and i think in Mm. monogamous like monogamy is really powerful there's a huge power in monogamy that i feel like i don't deny because there's a partnership that comes in just being like okay our focus right now is just you and me supporting each other looking out for each other because we know that when you're happy i'm also happy mm-hmm. and when i'm happy you're happy and it's it, it's a if it's working in that that period of time if there's not if you're not feeling wandering eyes and hearts and feeling like you are being held back then there there are incredible things that you can achieve in a monogamous relationship because 100%. of the partnership yeah but I think you're right or whoever said that is right because there are times when in a monogamous relationship you lose a lot of yourself because you become an entity on unto the couple. And so if I'm like this lone wolf kind of traveling in relationships, I know that uh, I'm I'm independent and I'm an individual in my own decision making, in my own... I'm, I'm being made aware regularly of my own preferences and choices because I'm making them for myself and someone else in a relationship, but it's not just the partnership. It's two individuals and a unity. And I, in past monogamous relationships, would get sometimes totally lost in them uh, as far as my individual self and just be doing it for the partnership i worry about that Mm -hmm. that's one of my biggest fears and i was talking about this with my fellow the other day is just like i want to be slow and thoughtful in this because i know that i am so you know as evidence time after time in every monogamous relationship i've been in i'm so easily lost like i lose touch with myself i just carry carried away and and i don't know I've read that as a Pisces, that's a very common oh, trait. <laughs> Fuck sake. Well, what I was going to say was, do you think that that, do you think that as artists, you know, because Maria, you're, you're an actor, an actress, a, a, a singer, a dancer, and a artist. Uh, you're just, you, you like, you've got it all covered in terms of the arts. Brady and I went to theater school. Um, 
I feel like we were listening to something today on the drive over to PEI about a doctor talking about they did a study on artists, specifically comedians and actors, to study if there's more abuse in terms of uh, substance abuse and more mental illness within that group of people. And mm. and sure enough, there is. And there's yeah. a lot of like past abuse, especially in stand-up comedy world and yada, mm. yada. I'm wondering if this, like, this, this tendency to, to, like, pull back or tendency to wander or tendency to get lost and, and, or not want to get lost and, and pull, pull away is more, more common within, like, people who are more creatively driven and more like artistic in their endeavors. I feel like I forget who first said this, but that artists are like an exposed nerve. We are fucking feelers. Mm. Like Mm -hmm. I feel harder than I think some people may like on a Tuesday afternoon, any given week harder than some people might feel in their lives. Yeah. There are things that, like and I sit with those feelings and then I try and figure out what like I can read a feeling I can kind of my intuition will read as either deceit like I know deceit in my gut before I know it in any words if someone is lying to me me I'm like me too oh you didn't yeah. know what's going on here like i can feel it i know and i know deceit and then you start to sniffing it out yeah but like in a very sneaky way like, uh, like james <laughs> like bond a- you know like nancy yeah. drew coming around the side you know taking the back entrance looking for the where is he fucking coming from i can mm. yeah I, i'm you know totally it. with you 100 percent. i feel like as feelers first um or at least, like, I explore feelings for a living. So if I'm trying to yeah. express the text in a piece of music that was written in the 1600s, there, like, a lot of that message in the poetry is exactly the same as it is today. But I need to decipher what details, what are the specifics of the particulars of that poetry in order to get the message across authentically. Because if I don't in like take it in and truly feel it myself before I spit it back out. Mm-hmm. It's not going to feel authentic. Mm-hmm. It's not it's going to feel like I'm regurgitating someone else's text and that's not the point of art. The point is to be in the moment and experiencing stuff together in a room. Uh, I'm thinking particularly in performance music based atmosphere. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, that kind of thing that to read a script and to go for walks and try and sit into a character, like yeah, it works way better on weed because if I'm smoking weed and trying to get into a character, it takes the me out of it and just allows my mind to be like, okay, well now you're fucking Susan. Yeah. <laughs> so be Susan. That's it. And you're kind of yeah, like, yeah. okay, what would Susan, it, no, it does, <laughs> yeah. It becomes less than, less of what would Susan do in this scenario and more of like, I, I'm Susan, so I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Susan does this. It's mm-hmm. funny, just to take this back to the like sexual context mm. too, mm. it, um, Sometimes uh, I find it, like I I don't want to make myself sound like I'm totally an addict and like saying substance abuser, but like I am oh, like tirelessly in my own head, and I find sometimes smoking weed will put me more in my head, and sometimes it puts me more in my body. Mm. And man, do I love sex when 
it's the latter because I can feel physically without having to have some sort of like Mm. mental story about it and I can let go a lot more and I find in those moments I'm a lot I get lost in sex um, much more easily which is what I want Mm. you know the last thing I want is to be in my head and sometimes I'm like I'm a character sometimes when I'm having sex I'm like not only am I not myself (laughs) but I am the girl that I in my most jealous moments Mm. worry that my partner is fantasizing about so so I don't know if that sounds super sorry I'm sorry say that again I lost you there so I might be having sex yeah and um, and taking on the persona of the person that I'm jealous of. Whoa. Feeling like, yeah, you want to fuck that girl? Well, this is what it feels like. And then you just give a really bad blowjob. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, whoa, what? I'm never going back. Blowjobs are usually really good. What happened there? You were just... You're just punching my my head. Susan your teeth. Susan, yeah. Susan's so great. Susan. <laughs> the BJ's. Uh, that's super fucking crazy. That's super but interesting. But the minute it's over, I don't want. I'm no. I don't want to admit to that. I don't oh, want to no, talk about it. I do not find not. that sexy or no. hot at all. That but sounds like me when I'm done jerking off by myself in a dark full room. Of shame. I'm done, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh god, put it away. Well, why did I do that? Oh. I don't want to admit it. Face yeah. the face the facts. That's super fucking crazy. I've never heard you say that before. That's the thing. Interesting. It's the thing I've done a few times. Have you ever done that with me? Yeah. Whoa. Definitely. Especially when we first when we first started yeah, dating. Yeah, right. Wow. Mm. Interesting. I wrote, actually... Did you ever do that while we were having a threesome? No. Okay. Why? I saw a side of you one time that came out while, while we were having sex with someone. And I... <laughs> you didn't like it. Oh, my God. It was like... It... I was shocked. Oh, I was wow. I was actually taken aback. You you got like I don't know if I, I anger's not the right word, but there was this your face. You made this face that was like it was. It, I'm not that, over I, to that wasn't more. that I didn't like it. It right. was just that I was like, whoa! I've never seen this side of Bridie before. Mm. Yeah, I think both times uh, we had sex with that person, or maybe it was a different person. I can't remember who it was with. Anywho, uh, I, I feel like it took me, I think I was probably smoking a lot of weed during that experience because it took it took that for me to just be like, I can just laugh about this. I can just settle in and mm. relax about this. Yeah. Hey, it's funny. You were talking about, you were talking about, and I don't want to just like direct this back to drugs all of a sudden, but you were talking about getting lost in sex. And we talked about this before, but sex on acid, you want to get mm. lost in sex and be physically just like, just a hundred percent there with your body. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> I feel like drugs and sex always leaves me after it's like I, I'm in a whole other world and I yeah. snap out of it and it's like my head's hanging off the foot of the bed, <laughs> yeah. something where I'm like, where, how did I like, how, get, where, where am was I, I yeah. just now? Yeah. You thought you were in a bed, but you're good. really just in a tent. And you're like, Fucking, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a special thing. I I think a lot of people should do a lot more drugs in life, but that's <laughs> just me. Well, me that's too. what the you. podcast we were listening to today was saying the same thing, that uh, if more people who like have drugs on a particular uh, they have it in a category in their brains. If they actually just did it and saw what it was, then they go, oh, that's what that is. And then they have a more realistic idea of it and they decide whether or not it's something yeah. that they want in their lives. It was Joe Rogan with the doctor, or no, sorry, 
um Drew with, no 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 that was that was your mom's house with Dr. Drew was, no was, no Drew Weinstein well yeah it was Weinstein. Brett, Brett Weinstein no not Weinstein well, yeah oh geez not Weinstein <laughs> no Ugh. it's Weinstein Weinstein yeah different um <laughs> so I want to take it back a little bit yeah um you know you are this um sexually woke person on PEI how did you get so sexually woke like what's the what is early Maria life like um early early sexual life for me i think dancing has always been a part of my feeling sexual i Mm. think as a kid that was something that i enjoyed moving my body rhythmically and feeling sexy like feeling like i could move with fluidity and that made me feel sexy as a younger individual but uh, it wasn't until probably like, like even my undergrad, like first or second year university, when I f- went to a Fantasia party. <laughs> oh my god! Do you guys remember Fantasia parties? No, what's that? It was like a party where it's kind of like a, like you invite some woman usually into your home who carries a little trunk and opens it up and you have like 10 friends over and you sit around and have a drink and she oh, dildos shows and shit. you yeah exactly it's like it's basically like a Tupperware party with a sex toy <laughs> exactly yeah yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah so I remember having one in the basement of my parents house um, while they were upstairs which was really interesting because I was probably like 18 maybe and uh, and was uh, the lady who did it like uh, do yeah. your parents know about this yeah no, I don't think my parents ask? knew I remember being like yeah I'm having a Fantasia party and my mom was like Okay, that sounds, sounds good, fun. Honey. Yeah, watch that yeah. Disney movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was With like Mickey Mouse, and I don't even know if I really knew fully what was going on. But uh, yeah, this woman showed up, and I'll never forget. I bought like, this like six-speed vibrator that was like a little bullet and had a wire connected to a remote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the and, battery goes in the remote. Yeah, like oh yeah, a exactly. Triple A battery. Yes. Oh god. And uh, that changed my life. That oh, wow. was amazing. Being like, oh, because I just um, were you were you masturbating before that? Yeah, but not regularly because it was a lot of work. I have carpal tunnel in my wrist at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Dead fucking serious. I have really bad wrists, oh. and that sounds hilarious. But anyone out there, any woman with bad wrists, is going to be she like, she knows what's up. Yeah, I hear She's you, like, girl. I hear you, girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So uh, so yeah. Once I got the, my six speed underway, I uh, I things really took off, and I think then I I was dating uh, I dated a guy for a while to a point where we got really comfortable in our sexual relationship and started exploring things later in my like early twenties, probably um, when I just wanted to get into like yeah, not even so much role play, but um, kind of taking on personas a little bit Hmm. and being open to that was something new I hadn't been able to explore any particular personas do you remember like was it uh, uh, Freddie Mercury I think oh is yeah. Yeah. Talked yeah. About. oh god yes <laughs> I feel like we're all very Freddie Mercury right now I know no one can see us right now but I all know, of our mics are on these could. like big hand stands <laughs> that, like, we're all yeah. just letting it hang yeah. out that's great um, no I feel like uh, I was just really into I think being dominated mostly when I first started just as I don't know probably 98% of women I feel but uh but yeah, it's kind of just 
that exploration to be like, okay, we're doing, uh, yeah, tying you up or um, we're pretending like I'm trapping you. And mm. you're just like, I don't know why I'm into this, but fucking keep Do it. it up. Yeah, right. It's awesome. Um, a lot of like, I liked feeling sexy in an outfit. Like I liked, uh, I had this amazing body suit, like fishnet toe to neck bodysuit. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of fun to just like, like slink into these kind of things in that time. And I'd be like, okay, I don't know. This is something. You feeling it? I'm fucking feeling it. Great. And then we designed in that same relationship. This was really cool. Um, this currency, we created a currency of sexual favors or uh, positions, things that we might be interested in, uh, like on a whole. And then it was as easy as presenting the currency. Cool. And then you would come back for other. Yeah. So it'd be like, if you wanted... Um, if you wanted like a sloppy blowjob, sure, <laughs> a sloppy blowjob would be in exchange for like uh, a massage and a makeout, or uh, like fucking from behind, something that I would want. That I'd be like, okay, I see your sloppy blowjob, and so I raise you with this. So you would have you would have your yeah. things that you want. Yeah, he would have his things that he wants. Yeah. written on some little token or whatever. Oh, they were all yeah, they were little tokens with like and little then, kiss marks. And everywhere. then one they of were, you would present it, and the other one would go. Okay, well, to me, that's worth yeah, exactly. three of these, and exactly. these are those. Yeah, that's the fucking. Cool. I love that game. It that's was a, awesome. That you should. Market we that. should wait. Mm. And t- we shouldn't put this episode out until you <laughs> yeah. fucking patent that shit. Yeah, because holy fuck, that's a brilliant idea. It had a great idea. name, but yeah. I don't want to say it because I feel like it'll reveal the human. So it just yeah. yeah okay, it's an sure. Interesting. Yeah, okay. It was. It was called really Adam's fun. game. His name was Adam. <laughs> Sorry, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't tell them, I swear. Uh, um, that's a fucking great mm. concept. Mm. That actually fun. is a great concept. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. I feel like that would be that. so great. To, like, is there some kind of alternative sex ed that can be had with... <sighs> Like high school students who are having sex anyway yeah. and having bad sex probably, probably yeah. and yeah. not communicating about it generally. I totally and I feel like this is something I was hanging out um, last night with a couple fellas and was like, "What would you guys want to hear on a sex podcast?" Just randomly gathering perspectives, mm. and that was one of the things that they brought up, like how to broach the topic of sexual exploration if you're not currently in an in a relationship where that's something that's explored and it's just kind of either vanilla or routine or something how do you then get to a point where you're like i'm not really feeling this i was mm. thinking that maybe we would try this that or the other and it's like i mean it sounds as easy as that but if you have something like this currency piss in my mouth yeah. oh wait, sorry, sorry yeah but that, thought, you yeah. can throw that in your currency right you throw that in your currency piss yeah, in yeah, my yeah. mouth piss and then you're mouth. like really you're like holy shit that's what would that be worth nothing. yeah <laughs> i gotta pee right now yeah <laughs> Free piss in your mouth day over here. Sometimes, I mean, I find it, it, even if someone wants it, it's very hard to let go of your bladder in a place where you've been been told that, no, there's one place for this. Yeah, that's a uh, high pressure situation. Yeah, that is a coin that's worth a lot. Yes. I I do think it is worth saying, though, and and this is, it is a great fucking way to do it. It's just like fun. Mm -hmm. Hey, let's make our own currency and this is how it works and let's do it like this. Uh, you might get a little surprised when you get a coin that says something that you'd never fucking mm. thought. But hey, easy way to easy way to go about it. Yeah. But also, also, there is something to be said about just fucking saying, saying it. it. Just fucking saying it. Oh, and going, I know. Look, 
I really want to fucking have you. I want you to jerk me off with your feet. Yeah. Just jerk exactly. me off with your feet. I know you don't like your feet, but just do it anyway because I love your or feet. Just like, I love your feet, so it doesn't matter. And or even whatever, so, you know? the fact that that type of plain language, I feel like so many times when we talk about, in particular, the consent conversation, when you're trying to mm-hmm. give and get consent in a sexual circumstance, the language that is usually expressed is like, just turn it into dirty talk. It's like, oh, baby, can I do this, that? Or like, can I go down on you? And then I'm going to... Like, and everyone gets all like whispery weird voice and has to be this like sex goddess talk like, about it like you're in the fucking, fucking line at the bank yes and be like cares? oh by the way can you jerk me off with your feet tonight thanks but like, like for real yeah, though actually. that's like actual life yeah. I, if i'm in the middle of a sexy time and i want something or i don't want something i have no qualms just coming back to my maria voice and being like hey i'm not really into that is it cool if we do this out of the other or yeah. like you know what i'd really love if you did this as opposed to being like uh i just need you to yeah as a voice teacher ah. and because this is something that's been a very big part of my like uh evolution as a woman mm. and as a sexual being is being able to use my voice in a way that's off- honest yes and i you know i know jeremy when you and i started dating like dirty talk was a thing we were trying to do it and you your opinion of me was like you don't really like that and i was just like i just don't like everything stops at my throat which Mm. is funny and so but voice training and teaching yoga and speaking authentically and in the moment has been a really influential uh, practice for myself as a sexual being. Mm. It was just like, say this thing without any of your own criticism or judgment or intellectualize in coming out on top of what you're saying. Just say the thing. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard. And we have, prof- we have professional training in it. Mm. So I can't imagine, I mean, you work with, you work with people who are right out of high school I'm sure maybe on a range of ages as well mm-hmm. who are just learning how to find their authentic voice and especially women who raise or lower their voices to be more acceptable or Absolutely. more mm. you know accepted or whatever I guess same thing but yeah I do I find it interesting for me as in uh, like when I'm having sex I'm not very vocal um, I use my body and my eyes and just my reactions and responses and that to usually communicate most. I mean, I, I'm, I have no problem communicating verbally if it calls for it. But usually my go-to is like just kind of being physical. I'm not, which is strange because I'm a chatty Cathy in real life. <laughs> yeah, I right. like to yeah. put ideas into words, but I think that because I'm probably similar to what you had been describing. Like I'm an excessive thinker by times where I'll just keep myself up being like, like just thinking through the same thing for no reason because my mind is active. And when I'm having sex, it's like a really nice opportunity to get away from that. And so I try almost to take my verbalizing or my constant thinking into words um, out of the equation so yeah. I can just sit back and enjoy it and try and communicate in a way that I don't get an opportunity to throughout the day. Yeah. Mm. I like I like a good physical communication, but I love when someone is a good talker. Mm. If someone, I like being told what to do. I like being told exactly what they want and like, or 
being told where to go, I just fucking eat that up. Yeah, it's the best. It's funny because I, you said that. You said that I, I had like requested that when we first started dating, and I didn't remember that until you said that. Which is, it's something that I so don't like. I don't. I can't remember the last time I've ever wanted or like seek that out. But I talk a fuckload. I talk a fuckload. So I'm wondering if I was requesting that from you to like, because I love being verbal in the bedroom. And I'm wondering if it was a a way for me to be like, "Ah, I need to, yeah. Or like, I need to like, I need need some tips here. (laughs) Like I need to hear it in, I need to hear it when it's right. I need to hear it when it's wrong so that I can build my, Oh yeah, my sort of like forte for for using my voice when, when I'm when I'm fucking. Um, that's so interesting because I f- totally forgot about that. You called me out on it once at a table full of people. No, yeah, you did. What's wrong with me? <laughs> right? Jesus, that's what I thought. Where? Who? Where? What table? At who? Stillwell. <gasps> One what? night mm-hmm. in Halifax? Yeah. The only person I can remember being there is Andrew O'Coin, but there was a bunch of people there, and I was like, meh. Well, well, How well. How did that come up in the conversation? Well. <laughs> I don't know. We were talking about sex. Oh, I feel really this bad. This was a ma- around the inception of the podcast. We were talking about it. Oh, we were, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Was it called you out for not speaking? Yeah, he sex? was like, you don't like dirty. You don't like talking dirty. You don't like dirty talk or something like that. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. In that way. I didn't go, oh, Bridie over here doesn't like talking dirty. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's a whole yeah. thing trying to get her remember, words out remember, of her mouth. I remember being like fully feeling like I was being called out in the moment. Being like, oh, no. Well, that's no way oh, to get me to open up. Oh, I can tell you that. no, babe. I'm sorry. I no, didn't know it's, that. No, it's okay. But um, I wanted to say, Maria, about... So you do voice coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but can you remind me of... Uh, I was home here on the island uh, last fall i believe for the uh, the launch of kinley's music video Mm. and there was a lot of buzz and talk around the time of you going into schools or you having participating in kind of a big movement that was happening Mm -hmm. in schools with education yeah that was um kinley is an artist from prince Edward island and she has a song that she wrote that's extremely powerful she wrote it a couple years ago uh, surrounding the story of her having been raped at her high school prom, her prom party. And um, basically, incredible we, video. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible song. Yeah, we've talked about it a couple times on the yeah. show. If you haven't listened to it, it's called Microphone. 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 And the music video was also shot by our friend Jenna, right? Exactly. Jenna McMillan, yeah. who we shouted out earlier on the show. Uh, that's right. She's like film guru. Yeah. She's yeah. my hero. Um, and. Uh, we then took that video that we made to the province and well actually the province helped us get the video made and the province is now developing a curriculum program that involves consent conversations bystander intervention uh gender-based identity and uh, conversations surrounding that and they're taking these programs into the schools it's part of the curriculum the health curriculum now for grade nine students or it will be in uh, this coming year and the release of it is happening at prom so that we can all have the conversation mm. annually it's a good time to check in because it's happening at a ton of parties but uh, prom seems to be one that's targeted because our culture is very strange around prom like we put these weird pressures on kids yeah, small weddings yeah yeah 
Yeah, they're fucking It's everybody weird, getting they? married all yeah. at the same time. Yeah. yeah what do you call that bizarre. fucking thing you buy for the... A corsage. The corsage. Yeah, mm. what the fuck is that shit? <laughs> <laughs> what is up with that? <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That's so, weird. So uh, we, we've worked to get this in the schools, and that's something that is is going to be implemented for Charlottetown kids. And we're Ooh. really, That's really happy. So Worked rad. with the Interministerial Women's Secretariat, uh, with a couple other organizations. And it, it just, it's so important. The fact that um, I think a lot of the time uh, people deal with sexual assault and harassment or rape, etc., in at that stage in your life and don't necessarily know that that's what it is you don't know mm. that uh-huh. it was assault in this you know that something's yeah. awful because you have those feelings in your gut but it's like we don't have enough conversation about consent and bodily autonomy to understand what it means to either have someone encroach in your space and or allow someone in your space and when those boundaries are not clear for yourself because you've never discussed them with anyone it's hard to know if someone's taking over a space that you've determined your own Mm. yeah so it's uh yeah it's a very important conversation to have with everyone but i think in particular at that age when they're at least not just starting out but in sexual relationships Mm -hmm. so it's i mean the earlier the better but even as young as children like i don't think i understood consent until two years ago like it's so wild that as a human being consent is a new topic yeah we're humans it's so strange that this isn't something that's just innate in our cultures and it's it is like when you boil it down it is very fucking simple Mm-hmm. Consent is very, very simple. There's a great like Facebook thing that went around a little while oh, ago. That was the, the cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone offered you a cup of tea. Um, but also the one that I see circulating a lot is like, don't force your kids to hug somebody. Exactly. Goodbye. When mm. like relatives is all the time. Say you know, yeah. give give your uncle a hug or give your aunt a hug or whatever. And it's like they don't want to. I don't want to partake in that hug. Personally, don't force your kids to hug me. I do love it when Hudson hugs me, though. He's so fucking cute. But he loves hugging. He loves hugging. He's just like a little bread loaf. Yeah, he just wants to turn into a bread loaf in your arms. Amazing. Cook him up. Cook him up. Just right. Yeah, just. He'd be so cute if you could just take his cheeks and put him in a frying pan. And fry him up. Oh my God, you're talking my language. I fucking love cute aggression. I have friends that I want to smash their heads in, like on a regular basis. I just I see my leg coming up like a like a clean mm. kick yeah. where yeah. their head just rolls off their bodies. Yeah, you might fry it yeah, up like you right into your mouth. Right in your mouth. Exactly. I've bit Bigby's uh, ears. Yeah, too hard. I'm, I'm sure. Todd, too I told Todd hard. straight up that I wanted to like eat all of the meat off his of his yes. cage. Yeah, yes. we call it kitty consent because <laughs> there's so often when you have a cat in your hands and right. you're like just like squeezing a little too tight and the cat's sitting there and it's kind of getting uncomfortable and, and then you're like, like, oh no, I'm losing control. <laughs> and you just like squeeze for like one second too yeah. long or something. You're like, and the cat's like, there's a, isn't down. there an evolutionarily uh, evolutionary yeah. bi- biological reason why the, we do that? I read that cute one aggression. time. It's yeah, called cute aggression. What is it from though? Like, why do we do it? We do it because... I think it's just the wires uh, are all fucking twisted. What I read one it's... time is that it's because we want to take care of that thing so much, but we can't because it's not ours that we get angry. Yes. Yeah, but Bigby's mine. But, but he no. can't. 
Bigby is Bigby's. Yeah, he's Bigby his own is Bigby's, but he's my dog. <laughs> so cute that I could eat it. The science behind cute aggression. Mm, it's so real. Why awing and, and violent urges go hand in hand. <laughs> That's the best tagline to an article I've ever read in my life. Mm, cute aggression is a thing. That strange, purely hypothetical compulsionary to nibble a baby. Or as a colleague said to me <laughs> the other day, drop kick that puppy. He's so cute. Yes. Yeah, just kick him in the fucking head. Very real. So fucking there were kids dancing the other night at this after party for the cast that I was in. And I actually... And again, envisioned because they're all shorter than my hip, and I could take each one of them out just like pew pew pew, heads off, heads rolling everywhere, adorable heads <laughs> everywhere. I wanted it so hard. Oh god, there's so many times. One of my friends, I want to punch her in the face as soon as I see her. I seriously want to punch her in the face. Yeah, I give her the biggest hugs, but I always, in the end, am like clenching my fist, being like, if only one time I could just. The best is when you get that like watery feeling in your jaw where you're just like, could I, if I could just get my teeth right, if I could get, if I could clench down on all of your skin in between my molars, Uh, it wouldn't be enough. This is pretty interesting. So, so people who show dimorphous expressions in response to cute stimuli like babies tend to show them in response to other positive situations and emotions, such as crying during happy moments in movies, <laughs> the co-authors wrote. Uh, so this is a, a study that they wrote. This suggests that dimorphous expressions, I could be pronouncing that wrong, dimorphous expressions may serve as a general mechanism of expression that helps to regulate positive emotion. Oh you're my like, God. Your positive emotion is going so it's far through hard. the roof. You're like, yes. I gotta kick it in the face. Yes. <laughs> That's how it feels. Because there are things like, do you guys ever, do you guys have a tick? Oh shit. Um, my friends, I remember one of my friends did this one. Oh yeah, like it, yeah, right, right. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, clapping your hands yeah, or like, tapping your head or you just get so yeah. Becca like, ru- wiggle, Becca wiggles her butt. Yes, She's like, yeah. There's like something yeah. where all of a sudden your muscles <laughs> seize up and you're like, I can't control. Yeah, and then you're back and you're like, oh my god, sorry, that was wild. I just let that get. I remember yeah. those experiences as a kids. kid, just being like, and it would oh. be about the simplest thing, like. I'm going on a sleepover tonight at my oh, best yeah. friend's house and it would just oh, be that like stomping. Real. I feel like stomping Stom- is a pretty like Yes. Like, I feel like some some sometimes dogs do that where they'll stomp like ah, da, 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 da. Yeah. Oh yeah. Rose, yeah. yeah. Todd's dog does that. Oh, she just stomps so hard. Oh my god. Yeah, it's true. These um real things. well, so that was fun. We oh, we have come to time. Have we really? Could we go further? I don't fucking care. We could record for six. Do you want me to rip through my? uh, Yeah, you have a list. Yeah, let's go. The funny thing is, this was like you came with cue cards. I came with cue cards six months ago or four months ago. I seem to recall something about like a piece, uh, like a spoken word piece that I. Oh, oh my God! Yes, I was gonna rap for you. Yes, you want me to rhyme for you? Absolutely. Okay, I haven't done this rhyme in forever, so I'm going to forget it. Probably stand up, move around if you need to, whatever you got to do. I kind of have to pee. Uh, That helps, right? (laughs) Kind of helps. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. So it's about sexual assault, or do you want do you want one about sexual assault or about sex in the Maritimes? I I've heard the sexual assault one right that was the one at Kinley's yes. oh my god it blew me away I like the uh, we we did talk about sexual assault we ha- and we did also you, talk about sex in the Maritimes particularly PEI I like I'll give you a little bit of Marit- both okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah um well if we have time do you I'll need just a beat or you until, just go no I'll just right. gonna go I don't because I couldn't give you a beat anyway so it's <laughs> I have to fucking, pee so bad I'm just gonna Brody give her the p- piss in my mouth chip oh my god <laughs> yes. yes amazing okay 
Um, okay, so I'll go sexual assault first, then we'll lighten it up. <laughs> uh, I really hope I remember this. <clears throat> All right, now how does it start? Yeah. Okay was in the streets in New York. I was 19 this time when some man took one look and decided my body was not mine. The lights had walked so in bliss I strode unaware of that filth lurking across the road in a smash of bodies. He came straight for me, his face rapacious, his body horny. Went from begging NYC to teach and transform me to begging her instead, please just ignore me. In that moment in a flash with his right hand on my ass he pulled a trump before his time a speed bump slow in my prime. I froze while he did it because it got so close and pushy when that old white American fuck grabbed me by the pussy in the streets in New York. In the streets in New York, in the streets of New York, in the streets of New York, was vibing high and tasting freedom in that juicy Big Apple, living large and swanky Yankeedom, but then forced to grapple with that real world mush, see that pocket full of posy, being a she and being the proud owner of a pussy girl, means I'll be one in three, you'll put your hands on me, might penetrate me while I'm passed out sleeping, I'm trashed or pleading, my pressure uninvited boner against my body to dethrone or pressure me to give it up like you're my motherfucking owner, well you're not, so fuck off. I blamed Brosa for the time he slyly sidled up behind me all entitled and decided he'd a right to my vagina. As I leaned across the bar, he saw me like a cookie jar, saw my skirt and my position, his license, his permission, ran his hand along my thigh and slipped his fingers up inside me. He denied me. Autonomy. So fuck you and your little squad too. Don't talk like that, Maria. So filthy, so graphic. There's really no need to be so dramatic. Be a lady. Where's your class? Hush up. Watch your tongue. Again, must I remind you, I'm not the vulgar one. I'm not the one who woke me up with his hard penis inside me. Not the one who made his hands on my pussy a crime scene. Don't want a war with men about the war on women. Help dismantle patriarchy and break through that glass ceiling because I read microaggressions as a statement, a confession that I scare you somehow and you're cool with oppression. But women are dying. Children are crying. Concentrate concentrate never stop trying always something advocate activate those 50 shades of violet got me 911 dialing what did he do to you where is he now they ask were you drunk and ask why you didn't fight him they say it's your duty to what did you wear I step back and look at it, make a stink in a racket with white skin and privilege. You'd think I could smash it, but some men don't get that women aren't enemies and pussy deserves payback and back pay for centuries. As it stands today, my value is 80 to your dollar and it only gets worse if I'm a woman of color. And if I go out, fuck, if I go out just being as ri- oh, fuck. And if I'm First Nations just being as risking, there's a good fucking chance I'll get murdered or go missing. But you say we're equal. You say we're woke. That stings like a white man telling her to take a joke. You say it's 2017. We're 50-50 well-rounded. Then turn around and tell me my truth is unfounded. Yeah, don't ruin his life. You got to draw the line. How silly. I forgot that my body's not mine in the streets of New York. Whoa. That's one. How the oh. fuck did you remember all of that? <laughs> I have no idea. That has not been come out of my lips in many months. But I've spent I've, time I've with pl- a piece of poetry. And yeah, it's like, true. Oh. It's yeah, I know. But I've, sp- I've fucking played the lead in like five <laughs> plays in my life. And I couldn't repeat a single line from any of them. I couldn't do that either, though. <sighs> I, I don't know what it is. It's I guess, I guess I do re- and I remember. Yes. Like, I remember almost every single lyric from Tupac's Hit Him Up. But there I haven't heard that song in like fucking 10 years. So yeah, I get it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear that other one. That was oh, fucking shit. sick, by the way. Also, Thanks. I'm going to use a piece of that for promo for this episode. Oh, fuck. I should re-record it and okay. actually send you a decent one because that was well, it, it Well, just a small, small segment of okay. it and a very particular one. But yeah. Amazing. Um, okay. So this one I literally haven't done in years. Okay. So we're going to just see how this goes. Um, it's called Chasing D in the Maritimes. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I love um, it. 
oh, fuck. I wish I had. You know what? I might have it on my phone, and then it'll. I don't have my computer with me, but it'll be way better. Well, here. Do you want to? Do you have to? Do you want to piss? Will that yep. help? Yeah. You. You go yeah, pee. Yeah. Go pee. Do you want to vamp or do you want to pause? That's vamp. Okay. Vamp. I believe it's a industry term for just <laughs> killing time. Uh. I'm so glad we we got to. Is this the first or only person we've checked off on our our like? No, Tara was one. Tara, your sister, at our live show again here on PEI. I actually, I had two others here on PEI lined up for this trip that are from my original list. One we're going to hopefully record with tomorrow. And another maybe first thing Saturday morning. Your grandmother? No, I really (laughs) want my grandmother so badly. But a special guest that I don't really want to tell you about in case we can't get him. Are you surprising me? Yeah, I'm hoping to surprise you with a guest. It's not who I think it is, is it? I don't know. It's not my ex-boyfriend or Uh, any of my ex-lovers. No, 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 no. no. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. That was all I was wondering. Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, that would be dreadful. It would be dreadful. I would not partake. You wouldn't like that? I know. I probably wouldn't partake. What would you do? No, I'd partake. I'd partake, but I'd just sit there and be... If oh, we can't. No, 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 we can't. No, no, no. We can't do this. Of no. an ex-lover? Uh, no. So I'm thinking about someone very specific. We can't talk about this uh, right now. That's yeah, uh, not the okay. time. Hi, but that back. You're back from the <laughs> Saved. I know. Saved I know. by Maria. Good vamp. Uh, yeah. that was a good vamp. Yeah, was a good vamp. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Found it. Everybody yeah. at home is going to be like, "What were they talking about? We have to know." <laughs> one day. One yeah. day. Maybe. Uh, you'll all hear it one day. I'm sure. Turn me on. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, Headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. So this one, there's actually recording that Colin Buchanan 
produced and who is a uh, very talented yeah, crazy talented musician, yeah. he's amazing um and uh i'll send you that because that's also really funny because there's like a rock and chorus this is like essentially a dance fun summer dance tune whenever Sweet. you hear it all right hilarious here we go Summer's coming, it's about to get hot. All the fellas are beaching the jackpot. Hanging like a coon cat, waiting for a war frat. Eyes keen for ice cream, give it to me splat. I want a man who can work, a man who can play either fiddle or hockey and me and my games. Want to know who you hang with and who's your father. Is he in town? Because I think that he ought to come around so I can see where you got that big deal. Delightful personality, a rightful commodity in an itty bitty city. A gritty pretty city. Uh, this town is small town from sunrise to sundown. Tiny crunked. Tiny town crackdown and Lady Charlottetown brings buys to the yard. It brings them in droves when they see my crew overexposed to big hopes and big dreams and doing big things, being who we be all while chasing that D. And then it goes into the chorus. <laughs> There's no shame in short shorts, girl. There's no shame in getting down, girl. Get down like a mermaid now. Down under the sea now. If you wanna chase that D, girl. There's no shame in getting down, girl. Get down like a mermaid now. Down under the sea now. I got a crush on your fellow best look out cause I'm hella hard up for NBD. This busy needs some seed eyes on that French breed. He's coming for me, come coming for me. I gave him a call, asked if a goose said, Cher Jacques, Cher Jacques, dormez-vous? Of course not me net, said fishing season for yet. He's already up and at him and wants to please his madam so swings by before he's trapping cause he saw what I was snapping. He's got moves like a lobster, strong claws, juicy tail, salt water, not talking about canners. He's a four or five pounder. I don't have to fake it with that ground swell. It's not easy to take it, but it's cool as hell. <laughs> and then into another chorus. Okay. <laughs> what is this? Verse three. Here we go. Mm. Out with the townies and some from the counties, the gal's looking fresh and gets so rowdy when the buys roll up. Beards tick, rock and flannel. They're fresh from the farm, so I know he can handle my neck, my back. He's my motherfucking lumberjack. Sit back, relax, let your girl give back. 12-pack jaw slack, no wonder he keeps coming back. It's maritime snacks, straight pussycats. Pop a scrunchie on the doorknob, chop juju like it's your job. Hold hands on the boardwalk, kiss on the pier, and fuck on your yacht. Yeah, right. We don't have yachts. But we got a hell of a lot of Missy to pop, so come to the Maritimes for all the best times and all the East Coast vibes that make us the most vibes. But in the meantime, listen to my rhymes, but me and the mermaids chasing D in the Maritimes. Woo! <laughs> I feel like we should name this episode Chasing D in the Maritimes. Definitely. Sure. Yeah. Holy fuck. That made my cheeks hurt so Hard. Oh my god! I, oh my god. I, I loved it that. too. You should hear it with Colin. It's oh, so I fucking bet. fun. Yeah, it's a riot. He's Maybe got we like could feature it on this episode. Mm. Or if you have, do you have it in like? Uh, is it, do you do you have it's it on like, YouTube? It's on YouTube. Oh yes. If you can fire me an MP3, mm-hmm. I can add it to the Smang It playlist. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's really something. Um. You had other things on those yeah, cards. Do you, oh, yeah, yeah. Do you want to go through see. some more shit? I, okay, this is so great. okay, so the things that I six months ago wanted to talk about and that might might or might not be relevant now because I feel like I haven't really revisited these cards. Um, I wanted to talk about sex as a practice. Okay, the fact that in the same way that I think people don't um, talk like themselves in sex, like just knowing that it's a practice and that. There's lots of room for growth. Sometimes you're going to not be into it. Sometimes you're going to be into it. But like there's kind of this understanding that if you're if you're like a sexy person, then you're always this like always want sex and you're a sex god and all this stuff. And you're just like, yeah, but 
you're a human being. Sometimes you don't want sex for a bit and that's like cool. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want sex at all if you're certain humans and that's yeah. life. Mm-hmm. But just this kind of... Uh, it's like anything. Anything wanes. It's like... Exactly. Things come and go, ups and downs. Everything's like a roller coaster. Our libido is the exact same way. Yeah. You know, sometimes and it's just forgiving for fuck, hiccups. Sometimes it's low as can be. Yeah. Sometimes and you're ruts. fucking tired. You know? And ruts and stuff. Ruts, yeah, yeah, totally. 100%. All that's legit. And there's yeah. like, it's just like it's like a yoga me. practice. I was just gonna it's say like that practice. speaks to me when yeah. you, when I heard you say that because uh, sometimes I get really stressed out when my libido is low and I'm like it's gone mm. forever. I yeah. know. Yeah. I know. I'm like I haven't masturbated in like two weeks am i okay yeah mm-hmm. of course you're okay you just fucking didn't have time or something yeah like, relax yeah it's life yeah because like masturbating takes time that's another thing i want to talk about is masturbating fun yeah. like fantasies and shit and how oh people God. get into their space because like for me uh i used to watch porn and then I got really sad. Yeah. <laughs> Porn makes me really sad a lot of the time because firstly, if I'm watching it, I'm like, I don't even know if these women, usually women, know that it's been posted because I don't know if they got paid and if it's a reputable this, that, and the other. Like, is there fair trade porn? <laughs> there should be like... Make love, not porn. Make is, love, not porn. Is great. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. It is great. And there are, yeah, there, there are, I mean, there are actually lots of resources for like independently made mm. and like end well made, you know. Inevitably, excellent. you have to pay for it. Yes, that totally. Is, yeah. Yeah. And that's and all well and good. Some people, though. But I feel like for me, the, the like general porn images just all kind of started to be one and the same in this kind of sad just zone a mash. for me. Yeah. yeah. And and I think I I do I call it non-porn porn. I love a lot of non-porn porn like um watching choreography videos, watching fucking men hip hop dance is uh, the sexiest thing on planet Earth. I watching Neil deGrasse Tyson teach me about the cosmos is fucking great. Watching Did you see the photos of him when he, was in, yes. when he was in grad school? Yes. Holy fuck. I know. I still see it. Get out of here. I know. It's crazy. Neil. Those arms. Ugh. I know. The size of my torso. That brain. Yeah, I feel I, the way he breaks shit down is so sexy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Masturbation is one of the biggest things people write into us about. A lot of women being like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I don't masturbate. And how do I? And I also don't ever come uh, because I don't know how to communicate what I like because I don't masturbate mm-hmm. and I don't know. But I think like... If you can wrap your head around maybe taking an hour or two just to spend some time in your imagination and like think about things you haven't maybe thought about before or like dared to let yourself think about because those things don't have to be a reality. Just because they live in your your imagination doesn't mean you actually want to do those things. No. So go crazy. Yeah. It's literally just you. Yeah. Mm. And your thoughts. There are times like masturbating if I'm in my bedroom and there's a crew of roofers on the Mm -hmm. next roof over. I'm like, oh, funny that my mind goes to like, all of a sudden those roofers are knocking at my door and what am I to do about it? Little old me and six burly fellas. Start roofing your vagina. can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to sit into this one. Great. I don't know. Maybe I 
there was a pizza delivery boy that was cute the night before. Yeah. Cool. I'll probably think about that for a minute and turn it into whatever the fuck I want to turn it into in my head. A hundred percent. It morphs into some weird shit. Weird shit. I, I talked about this on the podcast before, but like breastfeeding was like a oh fantasy for my a God. long time. I Not can't even babies, tell you. But like, yes. I can't even actually tell you. When I heard you say that, I was like... Sweet Jesus, I'm not fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. A, also, I'm not like a pedophile. I'm not like I actually was like, what the fuck is it? I'll like I have no idea what it is, but there's something that will get it's a, me. I gotta be coming so much faster than anything else. It's like just do just like I don't know, do a weird yeah suck like suck, suck my nipples it, make a noise yeah. like you are a hungry baby yes friday it's <laughs> fucked it's so weird i'm literally sitting there being like i don't know it i don't know what's happening i can't tell you but just do it because it's working but you are getting life from my body hilarious and that's very hot yeah, yeah. No, there's no, no. something strange <laughs> it's like... so weird that type of shit though yeah breastfeeding the only is one thing i want to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> Us I'm always too. looking for milk. I'm just constantly on a search for milk. That's, <laughs> oh, that is literally amazing. the story of my fucking life. Yeah. Breastfeeding. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff. But yeah, being open to strange shit that yeah. my mind is like mm. having that inkling. I just I fall. I'm I have this thing called whim theory. Soon as it's like if I run my life, my productivity is based in whims. It's essentially mm. like mm. I I'll be doing working on something and all of a sudden I'm like, oops up the stairs doing something else completely because for whatever reason my heart's been like clean your room I don't know so I go clean my bedroom and then I'll have a whim that I need to warm up I might not be singing until later that evening and it would make more sense to warm up then but like my bod my mind my mood is telling me to fucking warm up and I have the same I follow the same whim theory for fantasizing yeah okay yeah yeah that type of thing where I'm just like oh that was weird that felt weird oh I don't know just fucking sit into it yeah yeah feel out where that could go because it's not hurting anyone it sounds so free it's awesome yeah yeah but I, I think that it's don't it's censor yourself let, when you're masturbating. Don't stop judging yourself. Even like I judge my orgasms because I fucking flail like some insane, like my body goes into seizure. Right. I am not okay to be handled after <laughs> I come. It's like, I'll sit there, my toes will curl back and I'll literally get, be like, sitting Charlie horses? Like, like this. It's like, no, no. No, 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 Back. It's like, don't fucking, not, a, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. Like, I'm, I'm just in a seize. Like, I, I don't want this. I don't want any of it. I don't want to touch. That's My so funny. toes are fucking insane. Everything's just electric. You break your toes I without touching. I break my touching. toes. Yeah. 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 My head fucking turns around yeah. like the exorcist. Yeah. I get next level. I'm hanging from the ceiling fan. Walking on the roof like train spotting baby. Oh God! No, it's like it's so. It's just when I'm not judging my own reactions to an orgasm. Like I, like you know, you're like, oh no, like I'm gonna take off. Like the bed is on the other side of the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that only happens when I'm not judging myself. And just letting, and like, I'll come for like two minutes. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I'm still fucking coming. Oh, I'm still coming. I'm having a dialogue with myself 45 seconds into coming, being like, just go with it. Just fucking keep going with it. I don't know. And I ride it out, being like, where? <laughs> 
that I feel like the sounds that we can make when we're orgasming, we repress them so much. Yes. And that's oh, so another much. like vocal, like freedom sort of thing is yeah. like people are not comfortable with the sounds they make, whether yeah. it's in happiness or in grief or an orgasm. We're not comfortable with these primal sounds coming out of our bodies. They're the best sounds in the world. They're, they're, the, they're the most amazing sounds. Yeah. There's nothing more of a there's, turn on. There's nothing more of a turn on than someone just Expressing. totally submitting to the like guttural, primal yeah. fucking noises they make when they come. The other day, Becca said, Do I am I too breathy when I come? Am I too like do I make too much like am I too breathy? And I was like, What no, God, no. Like I it it She's a loud comer. And I fucking love it. Mm. But it's because someone once told her, "You, yeah, you sound weird when you come." Ugh, right. And like one Dick. fucking one person, fucking no, cock, no told her that. Gets it in your and it totally psyche. fucking gets in her psyche yeah. and, and makes her think like, "Oh, I come weird." Man, I if I was to if I was to pull out an impression of the the fucking sounds I make when I come right here right now, it would make this room uncomfortable as shit. <laughs> but when you're in the middle of it. I would hope that that's the last thing that someone's, someone's concerned thinking. about. They're concerned Absolutely. about it. It's like well, you hopefully are. Hopefully, you're in oblivion. Yes. Exactly. You are not oh even God. hearing your own noises. Oh, yeah. 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 I've and if someone, if you're hearing someone else's noises, you're like, I fucking did that. Yes, this is yes. amazing. Yeah, you're like, I am the greatest. Uh, yes. Yeah. And if you aren't feeling that, it's probably because you're like, I hope my parents can't hear this. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. then after I come, I laugh in hysterics uh, sometimes. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. There are times when I can't, I just can't bring it home. I, I literally, I'm just cry laughter. Like, I can't show my face either. There are lots of times when I just, I'll do this for like, I don't know, four or five minutes because yeah. I can't handle someone seeing my face. It's usually like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the most insane grin, like, it's the double wide open. I do yeah. that smile thing often with a new partner. <laughs> when I come, like when I have a really awesome orgasm with like a newer partner, mm-hmm. I'll go into that like laughing fit, and almost always I have to explain. I swear to God, I'm not laughing at you. Yeah, I swear I'm not laughing at like you. You just you won't understand it. I'm just laughing because that was so good. Mm-hmm. I'm not like la- there's there's nothing on your face. I promise there's nothing on your face. Like no. I'm not laughing at anything else other than the fact that I am just elated. Yeah, exactly. That that orgasm was so fucking great. Yeah, you know. And then I sit into the laughter. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because it feels good. Because it feels great. Yeah. You're just like, oh my god, I came for four minutes and now I'm laughing for yeah. two. Like, it's like an orgasm the for your belly. Best endorphins yeah. crying ever. for one. Because yeah. I'm always one. inevitably yeah. laughing yeah. that hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that type of stuff. Let's yeah. see what else is on my list. That's here. a good list. I like this. Um, twerking, just in general, I just like to twerk. twerk feel sexy. More. Just yeah. where everyone should be twerking. Um, let's see. Twerking. Mm. I when I can get it for like a second and a half, and oh, then or maybe three any seconds I, max. And I saw then like, I, I was seeing rhythm. someone for a little brief period of time who had it. That was her move. Oh. She had it down, down pat. It's an incredible tool. It was a <laughs> for fucking, fucking amazing yeah. <laughs> trick. It's amazing. It was my it was my favorite little trick. It There's was the one craziest thing. Don't try it with your feet off the bed. 
folks if they're <laughs> if you're if someone's behind you and you're gonna twerk all over that d don't have your feet off the bed there's this really it feels the worst you're literally like what's going why are my fucking it's so bizarre it doesn't feel Weird good it doesn't ankles, feel sexy. like flailing around yeah. mm. you can't get the same grip Ah, uh, you, you need a you need like I think you're it, on all fours. Are you you're doing? Uh, yeah, I think it was a good. Yeah. It was it usually would happen on when she was on her knees. Yeah, exactly. And it was like a yeah. hands whoa, and knees. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Usually hands too. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, hands yep. and knees, all it's, fours. Yeah. yeah. And because that, that's really one that. of the only like, I mean, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's so awesome. It feels great. That. Are there it all feels, tutorials? It feels great. It feels too. good. It, I like using sex for fitness too. Yeah. So oh, like, yes. I'm okay sitting into that and being like, my thighs are fucking burning, yeah. and then coming out of it with like a solid beat on. Can making I fuck and making just fitness? say that one of the best exercises for your sex muscles to like prep you for sex is a bar class? Like oh, yeah. that Ooh. is getting your inner thighs, your yeah. glutes, your hamstrings, your outer thighs. Crazy like, little thing here. It, it, well, it wasn't bar, it was Pilates, but bar is based around, is yeah. very heavily Pilates based. Uh, someone that we know very well, who I'm hoping to have on the podcast very soon. Yeah. She is a Pilates teacher and she, uh, the, she, the first time she ever squirted was after doing Pilates. Mm-hmm. She was that, like, Pilates gave me floor. the ability to squirt. Yeah. Yeah, pelvic floor mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Super interesting. Anyway. Interesting. All the sex muscles. Uh, all the sex muscles. So good. Um, uh, I kind of just generally wanted to ask you guys how you feel about making out and grinding, I think. Making out's my favorite love thing. Making it's out. always been one of my favorite things. I Amazing. love making out. Me I too. feel like I, I outgrinded in high school. I feel um, weird grinding. Yeah. See, I feel a little weird grinding. Because well, I Because I also look That's around harder. and I'm like, am I being, am I being gross? Because like in high school, it's all you ever wanted. Yeah. But then I got to this point where I thought about, I'm talking about being grinded on. Mm-hmm. I didn't do much okay. of the grinding. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't the guy doing the grinding. I was just hoping that someone would grind on me. Yeah. And now whenever I'm being grinded on, I'm always like, no, I'm being looked at like I'm a fucking weirdo. <laughs> okay. And I get, I get real self-conscious about it. Oh, interesting. I yeah. never, I hadn't come into that perspective of being the grinded on yeah. seemingly creeping. But I do love it. Good. Yeah. I love it too. I love da- like dirty dancing, mm-hmm. meeting someone in a club. And that's one of the biggest turn ons for me is how someone moves their body. Mm-hmm. It's like intellect and how you can whine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Can you like just, can you move your hips? Oh, I'm fucking in. It's great. And if you can, and a lot of times grinding for like, I don't like when fellas are a huge part of the grinding. I like to be the grinder. I like to be grinding on someone and then receiving the grind with baby grinds. Right. Mm, Yeah. But not major. I don't love when fellas are getting really hippie. Yeah. I must say that uh, I think probably because in theater school, First of all, I was a ballet dancer for many years. Mm -hmm. Then in theater school, uh, obviously the women uh, outnumbered the men. And so we'd get into these social dancing classes and I would always be the man um, or in the male position. And so I'm very bad at following. Mm. The only time I've been a good... I'm very bad at... Yeah, following. And I love to be led by like a very when you're led by someone who's very competent as a oh. as a leader in a in a dance it doesn't matter if you know what the I fuck know. you're doing at all like you are just being completely directed it is so cool 
Yeah, I yeah. like that. Yeah, that I like that melts but, me for yeah. sure. Yeah, big yeah. time. But I also like to yeah sit into it, be the be the leader. Like, just the like, like just with my ass. Like mm. I'm just just I'll tell you where what's where to lean, mm-hmm. but you don't need to like fucking come at it. Yeah, because that's my job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, dominant on the dance floor. Yeah, like that. Consent in the convo. I think we d- touched on that a whole bunch. That was another thing that yesterday when I was asking the fellows that I was hanging out with what they wanted to hear, and they were all talking about consent. I had a really interesting conversation about the Me Too movement, essentially, and the fact that there's a whole bunch of sexual assault being called out and what that means for men, and uh, that this particular man I was talking to is saying how he feels attacked, like a lot of men do, and... It's hard to hear that knowing... It's hard to hear, but I completely understand it. Um, I feel like it's true that men are being attacked because men have been doing stuff that for a long time that isn't acceptable and now it's all coming out. So I suppose that in a a fashion is being attacked. It's being brought Mm -hmm. to light. But in the same way that... like, I think that as a white woman, there was a point when I came to understand what my white privilege brings me and things like benefiting from cultural genocide essentially as a white woman like I still benefit all the time from systemic racism I the the opportunities that I'm given are greater than those to non-white individuals and I see that and so there are often times when I am given an opportunity or something happens that goes well in my life and I'm like okay like that's great you worked hard but like there's also a lot more at play here Mm -hmm. that has afforded you this privilege or this opportunity or circumstance um and I think that it took me it's kind of hard to get to that that point of being like okay yeah I worked hard but like it's not all you um and that shame and guilt that I feel for my ancestors having done terrible things to other races um I think men are just starting to come into like I came into that and sat with it for many years before I kind of even understood how to and I'm still working on it it's still a huge growth process where I'm listening to other cultures sharing their stories with open heart and open ears trying not to feel defensive not to feel like I'm being attacked as a white woman even though I do benefit from this racism essentially Mm. and I just feel like it, it took me coming to a point sitting with the guilt sitting with the shame owning it because it is I do I carry a ton of guilt and shame and I think that men are starting to feel elements of that guilt and shame and a big part of it is us recognizing and expressing the times when we may have been inappropriate like uh, I've heard that the Me Too movement should become I did. So if it's instead of hashtag Me Too, like all the victims, it's all on the victim to bring their story forward and start expressing the hardships that they've had on the other side of assault. But the perpetrators are still in silence mm. and not having to be participating in this. So if it's I did, then someone expresses that, okay, by the way, in the last two months, I've learned a shit ton about what it is to harass someone mm. and what assault actually entails and i think i've been on the other side of it yeah like i've done some stuff that in just even the last few months i'm i think about um how 
just how my actions generally in a shared space affect other people. I think about this all the damn time. But sexually, how maybe advances or if the, if I've ever been a part of um, unwanted comments or touching or attention even, just like, I mean, I'm a huge flirt. I'm a fucking huge flirt. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes... I mean, I flirt with my friends. I flirt with my coworkers. I flirt with everybody because that's how my body and mind react. I like people. One of my favorite things on planet Earth is just finding a connection with someone and falling in love in that moment. Like mm-hmm. it might, I'm, I fall in love, love all the fucking time. And I feel like that seeking that or being available to that is sometimes dangerous if it's a shared space where there uh, someone might not want to be on the other side of my glances from across the room or something and so I have to read that and make sure that everyone's comfortable if I even something like um am expressing that someone's attractive or what, whatever it is I need to make sure that that person wants those advances mm-hmm. and I think being a really flirtatious person uh, I've had to kind of just double check whenever I'm in those scenarios. But there's also things like, um, one example that I used the other night in this conversation with this man I was talking to, um, and he was like, wow, that's that makes a lot of sense to me, was my owning of this one time when I was fucking around with a guy and we had determined that he was not going to come inside me because it was not the right time. And that was what we understood. And then we continue fucking around. Everything's all good. And then in the moment, I'm like, just fucking come inside me. Ah, yeah. Like, I just want it. Mm-hmm. It's because you're just cloudy in the head. And Fuck I wanted it. Yeah. yeah I, I wanted it so fucking hard. And so I told him to. And he did. And afterward, I my guts, like, I felt sick to my stomach being like, we set boundaries. And I went back on those and I'm really sorry that I didn't respect the boundaries we had set before we got into this fuck drunk state of mind Yeah, because Mm. it can do things to you and it can make you think and say different things because emotions are high and in that moment I, I just I felt so bad as soon as it happened and for weeks I was apologizing being like that was not like our relationship is based on communicating effectively Mm. and determining boundaries for all of our well-being and safety and i didn't respect that in that moment i i asked you to do something that we had already planned not to do and that's really inappropriate i i apologized profusely because i just felt really bad and it could have been it could have been something if that were reversed if i were a man and i was the one coming inside someone i was like i'm just gonna come inside you like no 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 maria don't come inside her definitely don't yes but that's like i I mean it would be a really bad thing if a man did that oh yeah and the fact that i on the other side of it um because i'm the one receiving that and would deal with any repercussions it seems less severe but it's based in the same thing, which mm-hmm. is just those boundaries being shifted in a moment of uh, high emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I just, that, that type of like, I did that and I recognized that. And then we had to reset boundaries and talk about things and just coming to terms with um, whether or not I've, I've been like, I, I don't know. I just, I am trying to imagine if there's ever been times when I've been a creep. Do you know what I mean? I definitely have. Like, yeah. I, you know, working especially uh, with teams of people, like, uh, 
whether it's at a restaurant or whether it's on a film set or whatever, I have two other women like like said probably predatory things about a man mm. on the set or in the restaurant or whatever mm. and referred to someone as eye candy or whatever. And maybe they'll never hear that and they never are affected by that. But like there is a part of me that in my head is going, what a fucking double standard. Because, yeah, if that doesn't fly the other yeah. way around. Yeah, double standard, but also like, so, you know, and it, I've heard this a number of times on a couple of different podcasts lately and and the conversation of me too and from the guy's perspective is coming up all the time but like mm. women are it, it yes there's a double standard however I think the reason why there is and maybe I should maybe I shouldn't like I dude I get so uncomfortable even just like even just attempting to talk about the subject especially on a fucking public platform because mm. I constantly am just like, no, don't, don't say something that you're just going to, you're going to like regret later or say something that will be taken out of context and you'll be, you'll Mm -hmm. be just like crucified for it. But women, women are, you, you guys are in a very fucking different position than we are. Exactly. Like you, like if, if, if you are not here and it's just me and you. You are now in, in a danger. in danger. Yeah, you're in a, you're in a place because I because I'm a man. <laughs> I and know that's how. And so it's like if you were like, "Hey, I'm gonna whip my pussy out uh, and and fucking touch myself," and uh, yeah. and so well, here I go. I, I'm not gonna feel threatened by I that. Know. I'm I'm probably gonna go cool. Okay, I'll watch or cool. Okay, I'll can I do that too? If I did, if we reverse the tables. And I said, I'm going to pull my dick out. Yeah. I'm going to start jerking off right here, right now. Yeah, it's extremely aggressive. You it's are now so you are now yeah. put in a place where it's like, oh, how shit. Do I, I'm unsafe. Yeah. How the fuck, do, how do I get out of here without getting raped? And it's based in the culture of oppression that women experience. A hundred percent. So the yeah. fact that there is a double standard, but one of them is based in a whole bunch of data that says chances are good if two, if there's a man and a woman and something goes down it's it's likely the woman to be in the unsafe the woman yeah. is the likely one to be in an unsafe position but also biologically like exactly. men are generally larger stronger. men are generally stronger yeah. men are generally it's like alpha you know you take us and put us in the fucking like animal kingdom generally that's the way it works and i feel like generally women are more likely to be like stay in an unsafe situation longer thinking that by their virtues and qualities they can smooth the situation over or exit it without any aggression because Mm -hmm. of their more nurturing Mm -hmm. or calming like Mm -hmm. qualities yeah why did i bring that up though what was i Um, oh it was a double standard mm. you're talking about the double standard and how you know, you've you've made some like you've maybe made some. Uh, I've objectified some objectified men. some <laughs> men, and it's like yeah. So, and objectification is interesting too because there are things like, like I work at a bar, and the service industry is full of incredible sexualization of its servers, especially women. Yeah. So there's this uh, like the double standard type thing, um. For me, if I'm sitting at a table 
at the bar I work at and my friend walks over who's a server and my guy friend she leaves and my guy friend's like fuck that outfit's hugging her body just right or something and I'm like she's also really sweet and she's really smart and like I just kind of feel like I'm like why are we just sexualizing her right off that you didn't even get to know her when when that would happen at a bar because it's the norm to sexualize your server whereas if that were our bank teller and we went up to the bank together, chances are good he's not going to be like, oh, I totally want to bang her after she leaves because <laughs> it's not the normal cultural no, place no. to sexualize. If it was hugging her, he um, would. Yeah, yeah. That RBC dress, let me tell you. Right I got to go to the bank more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, uh, I do think that having the conversation with men about the fact that there is shame and guilt to be felt and they're feeling it they feel attacked because they kind of have to be at this point and i and the conversation i was having with this man was saying it's going too far and there's the message is being lost which i also understand to some degree and what i was trying to say to him is like okay women are for the first time speaking up and being believed yeah. in circles which is humongous and the fact that that has to happen with some element of emotion is very real and normal. There's going to be a lot of anger, a lot of sadness, a lot of hurt, um, a lot of confusion. It's a complex issue, but those emotions are very real. And so to say that it's like, uh, it's like when someone has a conversation with you and you're fired up and they're like, you know what, just calm down and then we'll be able to talk. And you're like, Oh, how about thing a you could have bit? Said, yeah. yeah, and just kind of like my the reason you're telling me to calm like my emotions are valid. My anger, the anger is part of this conversation. The mm -hmm. sadness is part of this conversation, and so to take it out is not realistic, and it's not truthful. It's not whole. If you want a holistic approach to this type of topic, which our culture needs in order to make a shift, that anger is a part of it, and the the, the sadness and the hurt are a part of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, Bigby farted so hard. Oh, yeah, he oh, hurt himself. And he's oh, just smelling it right now. He's going to get up and Watch, move. He's, he's going oh, to smell it and go, I don't want to be here. This is fucking... Oh, this my God, like that's rank, Bigby. Buddy, 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 buddy. Don't oh, do my that. God. He's looking at me like, you called he's me like, out. Yeah, don't <laughs> tell everybody on the podcast. Jesus. Uh, yeah. You stink, bud. You're a stinker. Mistake. Yeah, I don't like. I I I definitely have never said that I feel attacked because I don't. And I and but as a male, for sure, I did a little fucking inventory check. Going, yeah, am I? Did I? Like, could I? Um, and I'm yeah, fucking for sure. I've crossed the line before in my life. I guarantee it. I can't sit here and think of anything specific. And yeah. hey, if anyone's listening, and I have to you, fucking let me know. Come forward and let me know. I would love to know. Wow, Jeremy. That's a big I honestly would love ask. to know. That's, but I guarantee you I've done something that yeah. I would look back on and go, ah, that's fucking gross. You're awful. Mm -hmm. But I also have said to myself, man, thank God I am so not good at speaking to women in real life. Oh, wow. Like, thank fuck I am. I, I, me you at are, a bar talking to someone. You are pretty awkward. Oh my god! I have no idea. I have no. I I I have no idea if someone's flirting with me. I have no idea how to flirt. I have no idea how I fucking hitting on someone that I don't know. Yeah. Fucking last thing I would be able to grasp onto. I need to know you. I need to know you. Yeah. And then I can go. Oh, I think I can like navigate these waters. So, 
I've always been like very standoff, yeah. standoffish, and like I, I don't think I've ever like picked someone up at the bar in my life. Oh, wow. I think I've been picked like the been on the other side of it of someone yep. trying to pick me up and being mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, I see what this is. No, see, actually, that's I can't the me. Right I'm the picker upper. Yeah. Usually, I have no problem walking up to someone and being like, "Hi, my name's Maria." I find you extremely attractive and I would really Jesus. like to make it with you. I could. Would you like to come home with me? Yeah. And then there's a problem where like that happened once and I was like, okay, I said make out and I meant fuck. And then I get home and was like, all right, so are we fucking? And he was like, oh, I thought we were just making out. I was like, oh my God, I'm so fucking sorry. I did say make <laughs> right. out. We're making out. Right, 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 That's right, all right. we're doing, obviously. Right. That was the plan. But even that, like checking <laughs> yeah. into my yeah. language, just because... I need to be clear. I need yeah. to, and I need to know what I want in order to be able to discuss that and do it clearly. Yeah. And I just, I, I, I'm just checking in. But yeah, normally being the, the kind of instigator in those moments can. I mean, someone's got to instigate, or else nothing. No one ever. There's no babies ever, Nothing's and the planet happen. is exactly. done. Exactly. Yeah. So thank God someone instigates, yeah. and it's just a matter of doing it. Doing it from a place where you are being very conscious of what the yeah. other person is thinking and feeling and, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I like, I think the way that you just said that, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, you're, you're I don't either. You're just expressing all of your feelings. Yeah. And you're going, I'm laying this out. Exactly. And how do you feel about it? And mm-hmm. are, are, if you're on the same page, then cool, let's do something about it. Exactly. Yeah. Bigby, what? Are you having a seizure, buddy? He, I what is going on? I haven't active. seen him do this ever. What are you doing over there? Um, just rubbing his I'm just giving floor. myself a back that massage a on the hair with giant floor. head. I oh, know it's fucking huge. <laughs> it's a that very Ruben, large Ruben percentage of your body. Mouth, you know. <laughs> All right, we yeah. we are literally yeah. A longest longest episode, longest episode ever. Oh we've my God, ever done. Hilarious, but best, but the amazing. best. Uh, we're two hours in. Hilarious. This, this is, is amazing. This is fucking perfect. This is uh, exactly what I wanted this to be exactly what I thought this would end up being. Okay, well, on that note, um, because this, because you guys share shit like this all the damn time, Mm. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and so many people for exposing yourselves to us, your lives and your process. That is so brave. Like, so, it takes so much courage to put your lives into this public sphere for random judgment and to for us to glean these kind of this information and learn lessons from your experiences and i i feel like your audience is probably super forgiving of anything outrageous that i may have said but i feel like this is like the um the opening up of this world is so important to people like me because I am a huge fan of talking about things we don't talk about. I think it's such a strange culture of silence in a lot of ways that we've created here. And when it's about things that are so important and so ingrained and innate in our bodies, such as sex, it's like, it's funny that this is still taboo. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like you are... Doing it is funny. a huge service yeah, right now. It feels it a huge weird service that, that it's still doing. taboo because we talk about it so much. 
I know. And then get reminded like, oh, wait, yeah, no. Yeah, that festival doesn't want us there. And those people don't want to put us on their radio (laughs) stations because this topic is not okay to talk about publicly. Right. Um, Because God forbid we all be healthy sexual beings (laughs) and experience pleasure. Mm -hmm. Thanks for saying that. Ugh, you guys are awesome. And thank you for coming on here and doing the exact same thing that you just thanked us for. So thanks for adding to it. And thank you all so much for being the ears for listening uh, because it wouldn't be possible without you. Um, And if you enjoyed what you listened to. If you're still with us. If you're still with us, (laughs) uh, which I'm sure you are. God damn it. If I can sit down and listen to three episodes of Joe Rogan, three hours each a week. Come on. You're still with us. Yeah. Uh, You get that little 15 second skip for when I start rambling. Let's just speed her up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Until you get to the rap and then you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh my God. The rap was so, I really should have prepared. No, it was perfect. I was sitting here with my ass was thinking, there's some women listening to this guy. This lady is a babe. Yeah. I like this lady. 100%. Uh, again, thank you all so much for listening. Head on over to iTunes, hit subscribe, uh, tell one of your friends. They should also do the same thing because why the hell not? Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can do it from a number of different platforms, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, email us, turn me on podcast at gmail.com. Go to our website. That's about it. Do a little dance, make a little love, pretty much get down. Until um, next week. Don't yourself. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.